Welcome to Smart Habits for Translators, a podcast for translators by translators, bringing you simple strategies to build better habits. In each episode, we'll focus on specific habits for translators in various stages of their careers. If you're a translator who enjoys learning about habits to improve your business and lifestyle, then this is the podcast for you. We're your hosts, Madalena Sanchez-Zampalo and Veronica Demichelis. Like you, we are professional freelance translators trying to balance the challenges that come with building a career and maintaining clarity and boundaries between work and personal life. We hope you'll join us in this conversation about smart habits and discover some simple strategies you can apply today to help you build your career and achieve the lifestyle you desire. Welcome to Smart Habits for Translators. This is episode 77, our last episode of 2022. I cannot believe how fast this year flew by. It seems like just yesterday, it was January, and we had so many plans for the year ahead. And now somehow here we are getting ready for the winter holidays and wrapping up the year. We just hosted our last virtual business retreat for the year, uh, which was really great. I think it was one of our best ones. Um, And we are already thinking of some great guest speakers we'd like to invite to our virtual business retreats in 2023. Uh, And we really hope to see you at some of them. Uh, Oh, and we also have some exciting news. In addition to releasing our regular podcast episodes and hosting our quarterly business retreats, we will be kicking off a new Smart Habits for Translators Insiders group in 2023. So watch for more information on our social media channels, in our biweekly emails, and right here on the podcast. Yes, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up in 2023, so stay tuned for that. And also, we'd love to hear from all of our podcast listeners about what you like about the podcast, what you might like to see us change in the future about the structure or the content of our episodes, and more. We've created a survey, which will be open from December 27th through January 10th. To take the short survey, please go to smarthabitsfortranslators.com forward slash survey. That's smarthabitsfortranslators.com forward slash S-U-R-V-E-Y. We love hearing from you, and we would really like to hear your thoughts about the improvements that we can make to the podcast in the new year. Okay, so on to today's episode. This is our final episode of 2022, and while in June 2020, we released an episode on delineating your workday, we uh, talked about some things we like to do at the beginning and at the end of a workday, and it seems like that episode was just the other day. Time has truly flown by. Uh, But we thought it would be good to do maybe a follow-up episode and talk about some smart habits related to kicking off and wrapping up your work week. So um, I think it's important to to think about how you end and start your work week just in a deliberate way because um, it can really set the tone for your week as well as prepare you for your time off on the weekend. Uh, I think that one of the things for me at least to start the week that's most important is to feel prepared for what's to come. Obviously, things will come up that you cannot, um, you know, foresee. But it's important to think about what kinds of things, you know, you have in the the queue on the calendar, and go from there um, without sitting down at your desk and being surprised by something maybe you forgot about or that you didn't uh, record for the week. And then, of course, wrapping up the week, um, looking back and making sure everything that you could possibly wrap up is is done for the week. And that kind of sets you up to have uh, a more 
you know, present time in your downtime away from your work. What about you, Veronica? Why do you think it's important to think through how you start and end the work week? Uh, yeah, well, I've, I've learned a hard way. I can't remember exactly when I started um, kind of approaching this um, more mindfully, but uh, when I did, it was really life-changing. <laughs> I think to me, the biggest benefit is that you approach, when you're planning your week ahead, you approach it deliberately, you are preparing yourself for what's going to happen, um, rather than just going with the flow and kind of seeing what life throws at you or what other people want from you <laughs> that week. I think it's really crucial for um, staying on track uh, if you have goals that you have set um, that are really important to you and not others. Um, one of the things we talked about during uh, uh, our um, last virtual business retreat with some of the things that you want to achieve that are important to you and not others, they are often the things that go on the back burner because you don't have time. So I think that uh, if you plan your week ahead, you try and not end up in that situation because you can put in the time you need to get those things. If not done, then at least make some progress. Um, it's also very helpful um, to plan your week ahead if you're trying to build uh, new habits or maintain the habits you already have. And uh, of course, it's very important for people like us who wear many hats uh, um, and have people in their life that they're taking care of, like kids or family. Um, and I, I personally just feel more in control whether I am planning my week ahead or wrapping it up. Um, because I can kind of look ahead and think, does my week look too busy? What can I do to take something off my schedule? Or if my week looks very slow, uh, what can I add from my to-do list? Or uh, maybe some things that I uh, want to kind of review in my business or do more of um, to fill up any gaps that I might have in my week. So yeah, that would be my take on this. Um, so let's start by sharing the things we like to do at the beginning of the work week. Um, I think I've mentioned um, in some of the past episodes that I like to start planning my week on Sunday. Um, I uh, look ahead. It's kind of my, my me time on Sunday evening. I open my planner. I open my digital calendar and I look ahead. I check my husband's um, schedule and my kids' schedules for the week, especially if they have any sports or after-school activities or birthday parties. Um, and I put everything together in my digital calendar and my paper planner. Um, and that's when I also, if I'm doing meal planning for the week, then I plan our meals just depending on what's going on on certain days of the week or if we're going to do takeout or if we have dinner out or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also the time I look at my focus planner and uh, think of my big three. When the new week rolls in on Monday, uh, I like to, uh, you know, as I say, eat a frog. Uh, eat the frog, yeah. Eat the frog, <laughs> yeah. So I tend to schedule the tasks that I dread the most or I really don't want to do on Monday morning or early in the week at least uh, because I love the feeling when I get them off my plate. It feels really good and I feel very productive and efficient. Mm -hmm. um, and also on Monday morning, I see if I need to adjust my work schedule, if something new came in, uh, you know, maybe over the weekend or overnight, any new information or projects came in, any deadlines have shifted and so mm -hmm. on. Um, and because I, um, I'm back at my favorite bar studio, um, I need to book my workouts um, in order to come to a class. So on Monday morning, I schedule my workouts uh, for the following week. So 
I know mm-hmm. when my workouts are happening. So what about you? What are some things that you do at the beginning of a work week to plan ahead and kick it off in a good way? Yeah, I do also my planning on um, Sundays and I, I prefer it. I don't do well to plan things on Monday because by the time Monday starts, I feel like I'm already behind if I do that. Um, so I plan on Sundays as well. Usually it's in the afternoon. I make sure that one of the things that I do is similar to you. I look at everybody else's schedule and mine, and I make sure that I pay attention to what everybody else, excuse me, in my household, I look at their schedule. And I make sure that if there's something that I need to do for somebody else related to their schedule, that I don't overbook myself for the same time or something. Obviously, that that's logical, right? But it's very easy to do. Um, and so I keep a shared um, digital calendar with my husband for this. And um, on paper, what we keep for our family is more things related to school events and like special things like that our daughter might need for a certain school day that's like not a typical day, <laughs> which right now at the time we're recording this before Christmas, it's like every day something else. Yes. <laughs> right? So there's that. Um But also, um, I have a paper calendar like you, I use the full focus planner, but I also use digital. And I was thinking about this for this episode. And I thought, you know, probably people who prefer one or the other will think that that's overkill. But the the fact that the digital planner has like things to remind me when I have a, a meeting in 10 minutes, or that I can see my husband's at the same time. That's very helpful for the digital side of things. Um, and also the paper planner helps me personally be very organized in the sense of I can look at my full day and sort of map out where to not overbook myself because I used to do that quite a bit. I would put things too close back to back and sometimes still do. Um, but, you know, I've, I've tried to scale back on that. And it also helps me to see, wow, I have 10 meetings this week. I really need to not do that to myself next week. So that kind of thing is helpful when you can actually see it on paper and, um, for me, memory-wise, it's easier if I write something down to remember it anyway. So uh, I do like to have both, and I look ahead at the week for meetings and tasks. Um, as you know, listeners know, I use Asana um, for my um, project management type stuff for my, my work, and um, it is very helpful to see what tasks I have as well so I can see how long that might take me, uh, more or less. So I will input in my full focus planner tasks um, for the day that are also aligned with what I have currently on Asana. And of course that changes during the week. So I'll end up, you know, adding more things as the week goes on or removing things or moving them around. But it's helpful to look at not just the calendar, but also tasks. Um, So however you keep your tasks, I know some people say they keep it in their email. I try not to do that. Um, um, But for some people that works. That's, I think, important to look at. And then similar to you, I I make sure that things are ready at home as well so that I can really focus on my time at work during the week and not be worried about doing things around the house that need to be done during the week while I'm trying to work. Because, you know, like you, I work from home and um, I don't want to be necessarily running laundry while I'm you know, working on something that's time sensitive. I could do that, obviously, but I'd rather just knock it out on a Friday afternoon after I'm finished with my work or on Saturday and just be done with it. But um, one of the things that I've started doing, and it sounds kind of silly at first, but it 
has helped with just randomly, you know, (laughs) this sounds kind of funny. So, you know, um, you know, during the week you run out of different things, like either in the bathroom or in the kitchen or whatever, like paper towels or, Mm -hmm. or toilet paper or soap or something. Right. So at the, on Sunday, one of the things I do is I go around the house and I refill all the soap dispensers. I refill all the toilet paper, all of the like napkins or whatever we're using. And it sounds really silly. Oh, I even, um, Make sure that our espresso machine has enough beans in the top of the machine to grind. I really like make sure everything is there so that it just saves time during the week. And, Mm -hmm. you know, on the weekend, I have the time to do that. So I might as well just knock it out. And I mean, you could add to that list whatever you want. But just think about the the things that bug you during the week. Like, oh, we're out of this again, Mm -hmm. you know. And you have to go to wherever you keep those things and and get them. Or, you know, um, my husband and I go back and forth like, could you refill the toilet paper already? You know, like that kind of thing. And it's like all the bathrooms. Um, And it just sounds like, you know, a ridiculous problem. And it's not really an issue, but it does take up time. And when you're going to handle things the whole week that have to do with work and running your child somewhere for an activity or to school or whatever, it's just one less thing to, to remember and think about. So I would say whatever you do, uh, try to think about how you can make your week easier. Um, I think we've said this here before. Think about um, what you can do to, today to make tomorrow you um, happy or make things easier for the tomorrow you. Um, right. And it's that kind of thing that I try to do on the weekends to like make sure, okay, I will not have to deal with this during the week because I know that everything is stocked. Everything is where it should be, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's a small thing, but it does help to kick off the week knowing that mm-hmm. it's one less item to deal with. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Now let's also talk about how we like to wrap up our work week. Um, Because this is also important to to think about because you've, you're at the end of a week and and things have been maybe very hectic or you have a lot of balls in the air on your projects for your work and your, you know, maybe things at home you're dealing with or friends, family. Um, And you, you want to walk away from your work week knowing that everything is, kind of settled as much as possible or you've taken care of whatever you can to the extent possible. Um, So here's what I like to do at the end of a work week. Usually for me on Friday afternoons, things are a bit quieter um, work-wise. Not always, but most Fridays they can, they tend to be. Um, And especially because I, I live on um, the West coast of the United States, we're on Pacific time. And a lot of the people I work with are either in Europe or they are, on Eastern uh, time or close to it. So it's nice because Friday afternoon, most of those people are gone for the weekend. And so my inbox is slower and and all of that. So I make sure that I get my inbox down to a point where I've responded to everything that I can, that is time sensitive. Um, I look at my calendar for the following week. And I've thought about doing the prep that I do on Sunday. I thought about doing that on Fridays. Um... But usually by then, my brain is tired enough that I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'll just wait till Sunday. <laughs> so, uh, so, but I do look back and I go, okay, are, are there any tasks from the items or meetings, for example, that I had this week that I need to remember to create a task for either in Asana or in my full focus planner? Or is there anything that happened this week that I need to follow up on next week? And that's when I um, sort of put those items down on paper so that I haven't lost 
um, you know, my train of thought on that, or I'm not thinking on Sunday, like, what was that thing that I thought of, you know, on Friday? I, I just go ahead and put it down. Um, so that way I feel like I can walk away from my office space and not feel um, too concerned that, you know, I've missed something. As far as at home, uh, and, and the reason I'm, I'm bringing up the home stuff is because I think it does affect our work because otherwise you know if you if you haven't if you feel like you've got something missing or pending at home it can affect your work or at least um, how you function at work because you're worried about that thing so um, at home um, if I if possible I'll try to run a load of laundry on Friday afternoon after I'm finished with my work so that I don't have as much to do on the weekend when I would rather relax I also try to make sure that everything for, you know, my daughter's school stuff is all taken care of as far as what's what's coming up um, the next week or if there's anything I need to prepare for the next week that I have to do over the weekend, I go ahead and try to get that in order. Um, and it's mostly really just, I think, looking back at the week and just seeing like what happened this week and is there anything that I need to handle and when do I need to handle it? Even if I don't handle it that Friday afternoon, I try to... Um, at least ease into the weekend knowing that it, it's it's been recorded somewhere that up to, to handle that. Um, and if possible, I try to take off early on Friday afternoon. That doesn't always work, and lately it hasn't because it's just a very hectic time of year. But that's something that I really like to get back to in 2023. So what about you? What do you do to wrap up your work week? Well, I um, typically also have slower Friday afternoons. Um, except um, that hasn't been the case for the past couple of months, mm -hmm. but um, it's because I'm working with two bigger, um, two bigger clients on top of uh, my regular clients. So my Fridays have been really busy too. Uh, but I also like the fact that on Friday afternoons, there are fewer emails landing in my inbox. Um, it's also my time to um, invoice my clients for the work I've completed that week. Mm -hmm. um, and I also take the time to, you know, if I need to file anything in QuickBooks or in any of my um, own file, file system, that's when I do that. Um, I check my Asana board and I clear out the tasks that I completed um, mm -hmm. and um, move around the ones I didn't get to or add new ones for the future. Um, and then I also check my full focus planner and uh, do the weekly review uh, page, which also have the, you know, the, the wins of the week or uh, the after action review. Um, that's a really helpful page too. Um, and then I just quickly glance over my schedule for next week to see if I need to adjust anything. Um, some of my clients will let me know on Friday morning um, uh, or sometime like early during the day on Friday uh, what to expect next week in terms of like workload or if they have any changes to the schedule mm -hmm. um, so I can adjust my schedule for next week. Um, I also like to just clear out my email and that doesn't mean like I respond to every single email. Right. I do if it's time sensitive, but I like to just mm -hmm. um, archive the things I have handled or I no longer need. I also take the time to unsubscribe from a couple of things um, mm -hmm. that land in my inbox just because I'm there, I'm in my inbox. And if I see some spam or some, you know, marketing emails that I no longer am interested in, I'll just say, okay, I'll unsubscribe from two or three and I just oh, leave smart. it at that yeah 
Uh, just kind of get it, get it done. I tend to, I also tend to unsubscribe from a lot of things around Christmas just because I'm always like, like that's too much. You it's know, way too sales much. And yeah. yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so I kind of like this um, out of sight, uh, out of mind <laughs> approach. Mm-hmm. So I clear out my, I even go as far as I clear out my downloads folder on my computer. Like it's, you wow. know, it's clean. Um, okay, and- I should take a <laughs> page out of your book (laughs) (laughs) and uh and of course I clean my desk and that's Mm -hmm. when I feel like okay the week is done like I'm done with the with the work week I am done with work for now and um I also really like knowing that I have something to look forward to you know uh, on Monday when I come back uh, to my office I see that it's all nice neat and Mm -hmm. you know nothing reminds me no there are no messes lying around that remind me of you know the things that I did last week or whatever it's Mm -hmm. just kind of like this fresh uh, approach a a new fresh week yeah Um, so to wrap up let's share our top tip uh, when it comes to getting work week started on the right track and uh, wrapping it up up in a way that helps us unplug from work during the weekend. Um, so I'll yeah. start. Um, I really like, um, as I mentioned, I like to schedule my workouts for the week on Monday. Mm. Um, and I try and get in, get a workout in on Monday morning. It just helps me feel very energized. Um, and along with that, eat the frog task <laughs> that I also tried to do on Monday, mm-hmm. uh, like one or two, it just feels, makes me feel very motivated and like, you know, you, you oh, start yeah. the week off on a, with energy. On a, yeah. Yes. With energy and some sense of, um, achievement. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when it comes to wrapping up, um, there are a couple of things that I've been doing for a while that really helped me um, decompress and unplug from work during the weekend. Um, I um, am lucky to have a physical office in my house where I, you know, that's what, that's my workspace. And I close the door to my office when I'm done, like when I'm when I leave and I. I'm not coming back to my office until Monday. Mm-hmm. I close the door, and that physical separation is so helpful. It, again, it kind of plays into the out of sight, out of mind mm-hmm. um, feeling. Um, and we also talked about it um, with a few of our retreat participants. Like, if you don't have an office, what what can you do to create that physical separation with your work? Um, and another yes. thing I like to do uh, on Fridays is, uh, or before Fridays, is kind of planning something fun or relaxing to do on Friday night. Um, it's something that I can mm. look forward to. It's kind of a special treat. So if I know during the week that come Friday, we're going to have pizza night and a movie night with family, or we'll have friends over or neighbors over on Friday night, or, you know, uh, it's a date night or anything like that. It just helps me stay more motivated, especially mm. <laughs> around Wednesday, Thursday, when I know like, okay, it's almost Friday and yeah. I have this, some, you know, something fun or something relaxing I can uh, look forward to on Friday. So what about I you, like Madalena? Okay, I would say that's more than one tip, but I like them all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I think I said this earlier as, as a great tip because I, and I do think this is my top tip, which is to do something today that the tomorrow you will thank you for. Like that's the kind of thing that I try to think of. And sometimes for me, that's as simple as when I think of something that I need to do and I'm like, oh, I should just go ahead and do this. Sometimes if you do it right in that moment when you think of it, it just makes things easier than thinking of it over and over again going, oh yeah, I still need to do that. So if you have the time, maybe just do that, do one thing. Um, 
And going back to um, something I've talked about here several times on the podcast is the 20-minute kind of rule or 20-minute game, if you will. Um, At the beginning of the week or at the end of the week, take 20 minutes and just set yourself up for success in some way. You can get a lot done in 20 minutes. And when I say that, I'm not saying like, go through and answer emails for 20 minutes. Okay, maybe if that's what you need to do, fine. But what I'm thinking of, you know, getting yourself organized, making sure you have things in place that you're going to need during the week. A lot of the things we've talked about here can be done in very little time. But because we're all so, you know, busy going from one thing to the next, we we tend to put certain things off and then and then at some point we feel like, we're scrambling or things feel overly hectic when they don't really have to be um, all the time. So I think, you know, 20 minutes here and there can really do a lot. And also, um, if you can, 20 minutes every night, like putting things away, getting things ready for the next day. I mean, that's not about starting or ending your work week, but starting or ending your day can really help to to set yourself up that day for success, knowing what you have for the whole week ahead. So um, try the 20-minute game (laughs) with just about anything, you know, really, um, and and see what what that does for you. And if you do it consistently, I feel like that's really helpful. Um, And I do agree with you about scheduling your workouts. That's a game changer. Um, If it's something that's important to you, um, it'll eventually be to the point where you, it's a habit. um, And of course, we talk about smart habits here all the time, but it becomes a habit to just do the workout. So it almost feels silly to schedule it because you're like, well, I'm going to do that anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's kind of what you want. That's how you want to, to these things to play out at least. That's me anyway, but yeah. Uh, so honestly, we could keep talking about this all day, but that's all the time we have for this topic. So we'd love to hear uh, from you as well about how you like to start and end your work week. And if you'd like to share your smart habit tips uh, or any tips with us, you can send us an email at hello at smarthabitsfortranslators.com or you can tag us on social media. We're on Twitter and LinkedIn and you'll find the links to our profiles in the show notes for this episode. And before we go, we thought it would be fun to do a quick recap of our year and share some of our highlights. So, oh, I was going to start this, but I'm thinking, my goodness, 2022 was such, it felt like such a big year in so many ways. Um... I guess personally, uh, it's been a big year in the sense of uh, just a lot of transition, different things going on, both for me and for my family. My daughter started kindergarten this year, which wasn't that different, I suppose, from her class last year. But it felt like a a big transition because um, for anybody who has kids, there's something about that change from like preschool to kindergarten where you see the emotional growth and the maturity of your child change and so that felt like a big highlight because um I don't know we just have such interesting conversations now and it's it's personally has been a an interesting year to watch her um kind of grow into the person she's becoming and then professionally um I guess one of the two things for me, the highlights for this year really have been uh, the book that I that I uh, wrote this year and published in October. Um, that was a big highlight for me. It was something I've been wanting to do for a while. And the other one, um, as the president of the American Translators Association, was hiring a new executive director. That was something I've never done before. So, um, wow. and hope to never do again. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it was it was a really good um, learning experience. It was a growth experience, and uh, we're very happy, of course, with our new executive director as well. And so, it's just been a very pleasant, you know, highlight for for us. I think professionally this year too is is to 
um, sort of see, you know, what's next, what's coming up for, for our members and for our association, because that's a big part of, you know, your and my um, professional life. So I think those are the big, the big highlights for me. What about you? Yeah, well, I can uh, relate to the feeling when your child starts uh, kindergarten, because that's what happened with my younger one this year. And it was a big transition. Um, And he's, I mean, he's, he, actually moved from a preschool to an elementary school where he goes to kindergarten so that kind of felt like a even yeah that's a big more emotional bigger Mm -hmm. bigger thing but now I have both Mm -hmm. kids at school which uh, which is really nice I don't have to uh, drive around um, several times a day you know dropping off picking up Um, so that's a nice thing Um, I um, at the beginning of the year I have uh, raised my rates with all of my clients so that's uh, that went very smoothly and uh, nobody Mm -hmm. betted and I so that was a good feeling um but then um I and I had a good first quarter of the year but then slower second and third quarters but Mm -hmm. it's been booming uh in the fourth quarter and I am booked through spring next year um and I I've learned to um you know it's it was kind of tough uh, mentally and you know emotionally I like Mm -hmm. anyone knows who has been through kind of a a long uh drought and uh, turbulent uncertain situation work-wise but I've learned from my therapist to accept that there are different seasons in life and to mm-hmm. allow yourself a season of self-care when you need it so that was a big oh, like um, big reminder for me this year I um, as I mentioned before in the podcast I uh, teach several courses at the local community college here in Houston and this year I helped develop a new localization certificate which was approved and I will start teaching uh, teaching it next year that's really exciting that's so cool um, and uh, I organized uh, my first ATA conference <laughs> this year, oh, yeah, which was also right. a huge, huge thing. Um, oh, it was such a both, good one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really enjoyed uh, the conference, and it was a fun experience uh, serving as a conference organizer. And on the uh, habit uh, side of things, I have been keeping up with daily yoga. Uh, shout out to our lovely uh, yoga group. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also started daily meditation, which uh, oh, is cool. something I've tried tried and dropped multiple times. But I've Same been, here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been, I've been doing it consistently uh, lately. Oh. And I am much happier this year with my reading habits. Even mm-hmm. though I didn't achieve my goal of 22 books this year, I got uh, close, but I didn't didn't make it <laughs> um, I'm still doing to try to reach mine oh my gosh I'm, I'm sure try. you will yeah I don't know I'm, I'm down by like three or four books and it's already mid-December but I'm gonna try <laughs> I'll keep my fingers crossed for you okay. but um I still I read much more than I did last year which which is really yeah, good I love reading good. and mm-hmm. then uh together we did 20 episodes this year on our podcast and oh, uh wow. hosted four virtual business retreats so I think we can yeah. tap ourselves on the back for that as well that's cool yeah. So I hope uh, you enjoyed this episode and um, we both encourage you to think back and do a recap of your year. What went well, um, what was hard and why, uh, what big and small wins can you celebrate and what smart habits did you start this year? I think it's very important to set goals, but it's even more important to reflect on what you've accomplished both in your business and your personal life. 
Okay, well, that's a wrap for today's episode. Uh, we'll talk to you again in 2023. Please don't forget to fill out the survey by January 10 to tell us what you like and what you'd like to see us do next year with the podcast. Again, you'll find the survey at smarthabitsfortranslators.com forward slash survey. Um, that's smarthabitsfortranslators.com forward slash S-U-R-V-E-Y. Later this week, our email subscribers will receive a summary of this episode with all the links to the resources we mentioned today. And you'll also get a sneak peek into the topic of our first episode of next year. If you're not receiving our emails yet, please sign up on our website, smarthabitsfortranslators.com. And if you liked this episode, we'd like to ask you one more time this year to do us the favor and share it with colleagues or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It only takes a minute and it helps other translators and interpreters find out about our podcast. If you're not sure how to leave a review, you can check our show notes for the episode for a quick tutorial. Talk to you soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered some simple strategies that you can apply today at work or at home to help you achieve the lifestyle you desire. If you did, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a topic you want us to cover, please send us a message at hello at smarthabitsfortranslators.com. If you liked this episode, we'd appreciate if you'd leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share the podcast with other translators you know.